Well, it appears that we made it through another week without the world completely exploding or setting itself on fire from from climate change. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I have just a few news stories I want to start the program with today. And also want to give you an update on some of the projects that we're working on. Just so you know, I've been working on this, well, this broadcast project down in Okeechobee, Florida. And it's beginning to really come together. Hopefully, as we get into next week, the final little issues that need to be worked out, little problems you kind of anticipate, should be resolving themselves. So I'm kind of excited to share some news about... um, what's going to be happening with this program and additional shortwave airtime. Another project I'm working on, I just haven't had the time to get into it, is a streaming service. I call it Ancient Word Radio. You hear that on this program a lot. And I'm putting together a couple of music streams, uh, some very traditional sacred music, and also some hymn favorites and gospel music. And then I plan on adding a streaming channel of teaching and ministry. And all this is part of this entire ministry that I feel God has really been pushing me toward. It's just been, for the longest time, a time issue. But it's this major project is now coming to an end. And I'll have some more time available. It's time to add these other ingredients, these other pieces together for for the entire ministry. And I think the timing is right. There's a couple of things that are coming to my mind. I I follow the broadcast world and communications world and things coming out of the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC. And, and normally, in my past, if you looked at the nomination of a commissioner, just any commissioner to the FCC, it's pretty routine stuff. Because for the most part, in the 50 years that I've been in broadcasting, um, certain standards have always been maintained. Things like freedom of speech were not an issue. Uh, The only thing the FCC cared about when I started in broadcasting was two things. They had uh, one thing that was not that good, and I'll explain why in just a moment. They had this thing called the Fairness Doctrine. It sounds great. But like many government programs, the titles are deceptive. And and so it it tended to stifle conversation. And I'll explain why. And the only other thing they cared about in terms of your programming was, did you give any time to certain public service groups? And it was a very minimal minimal amount you had to do. And, And then on top of that, you know, obscenity rules. That's about it. Now, today... I've listened to some radio stations and I've heard some songs that I know the album version contains some four-letter words. And I'm amazed I'm hearing them on radio today. So the FCC has, for a long time, not really been in the programming as much as they were. Uh, I'm just concerned about what I call political content and, and ideas. Not so much, you know, obscenity. I can understand that, what are called community standards. I I can deal with that. I think you can too. And someone will say, what about the fairness doctrine? I argue this with some old broadcasters that never understood it. 
The Fairness Doctrine was a guaranteed way to make sure radio stations seldom got into anything that might be considered even slightly controversial. Because if you had an opinion on a particular topic, you had to go out of your way at your own expense to find anybody else to give them equal time. And now that still stands to a degree, but only not for cable. Uh, it, It doesn't exist for internet yet. Uh, it was just AM and FM and television broadcast over the air uh, that, that was, you know, involved with that. And so it made sense that the Fairness Doctrine came out in 1936 when you just had AM radio. There was no television, no FM, no Internet. And so you had a, a monopoly, in essence, with one platform called AM radio. And And I think the intent was to make sure that there was a fairness about it. But as the years went by and you had television, you had FM, and then you had a ton more radio stations on the air, then cable, and eventually satellite and the internet, you know the rest of the story, uh, that particular rule became, well, let's put it this way, unnecessary. And the marketplace of ideas was free for many, many years. I don't. It started in the 90s where talk radio grew. Uh, Nobody said it had to be one kind or the other. Uh, People decided what they wanted to listen to. That was as simple as that. So getting back to this this commissioner, Joe Biden here in the United States has has a uh, candidate by the name of Gigi Son. And her background, for anybody that cares about over-the-air broadcasting and cable, and satellite, and the internet. This is where it's going to get a little tricky here. Um, She's got a background that should be a big, deep concern for anybody that cares about free speech. And hopefully the Republicans in the Senate will will grow a backbone and stand in opposition to her being on the FCC commission. The basic problem with a person like Gigi San is simply this. She would rather have control of content. In other words, we've been hearing this term, you know, fake news. You know, you can't say that. You can't say this. Fact checkers say. We've heard that over the pandemic. And even though over time, people like myself and many of my guests have been proven right, she would have used the, she want, she'd like to see the power of the FCC used to silence. And not just on radio. Not just on television, but see, the FCC really believes that they have control of the Internet. And so this person, to me, is dangerous. It's bad enough the tech tyrants are suppressing speech. But if you have new platforms trying to have new ideas that are not based on Amazon, not based on Google, not based on Facebook or any of that nonsense, she wants to get her finger in there too and so that's one of the reasons i like shortwave it seems to be one of the few areas that's still somewhat exempt uh, because she's all concerned about regular radio on the internet and and there could be she'd be the tie-breaking vote on the fcc so i'm i'm very concerned about uh, her nomination and so i i just don't want to see the left taking over all media's content by saying what you're allowed to say and what you're not allowed to say. I don't want to become a dictatorship like Canada 
And if you don't believe me when I say that, back in 2013, a young politician by the name of Justin Trudeau was addressing a, a women's group in Toronto, Canada. And when he was asked, this is back in 2013, nine years ago, when, when he was asked what government around the world outside of Canada, of course, in this case, did he admire the most? And he said, he said, communist China. He thought that their, their dictatorship was providing so much good for the people of China. You know, the ones that have slave labor, the ones that condemn and shut down Christianity, those that are putting, uh, you know, people that have differing views, make them disappear into prisons. You don't have freedom in China. China's been a communist nation since, what, 48, 49, when it fell. It should never have fallen. We should never have let China fall to become what it has become. And he's all amazed, you know, little little Justin Pipsqueak is amazed that um, how well China's done. Well, it's done on the backs of slave labor. It's done by forced compliance. It's done by threats. And, and China is, you know, pumping out all these goods. Sometimes I wonder if Nixon should have stayed home in 1972. I mean, really. But see, we've given all this technology to China since in the past 50 years, and they have built an economic engine on the backs of their people. Do you understand that? China has built an empire on the backs of their people, undercut American companies by producing goods cheaper with cheap labor and oftentimes, uh, shall we say, shortcuts. We live in a disposable economy buying cheap Chinese goods that end up in landfills. Back in the day when you bought a television set in the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, there was a place called the TV Repairman. And when that TV was 10 or 12 years old, it still had a good picture. And if it needed service, you could get it. Today, you buy a flat panel, put it up on the wall. Three years later, it's old tech. You throw it out or give it to goodwill. That's what seems to be happening. China is not the globe's friend. China is not your friend. It's nobody's friend. They are just, they need us and we need them. We like, you know, we're addicted to our cheap goods. They're, they're just cleaning our clock economically. We try to put a stop to that between, oh, I don't know, 2017 up until 2021. But now it's business as usual. And companies are realizing they're going to be taxed to death in this country. Cost of doing business is too high uh, because of the government we have right now and restrictions and everything else. So this, they're going to make their left-handed widgets in, in China. They're not going to make them here. Why would, you, why would you bother when the government has given you every incentive to take your company overseas? It's like they don't want you here. Now, so I think about this FCC person. The other thing that I worry about, if she was to get on the commission and begin to worm her way into programming content on the internet um, and all this net neutrality things, which is really, once again, a government term that doesn't mean what it says, you, you might start seeing 
conservative speech or a program like this targeted? Now, I know the private companies, the private net, you know, the platforms that this program ends up on, including Spotify, you know, they're constantly now sending me warnings to be careful of my uh, content, that it's not talking about the virus or, or, or fake news. Everything I've told you has actually been accurate and is, has been proven as such. But see, they would start saying, you know, we don't need truth to ponder here on Spotify. We don't need it here on uh, on Google. We don't need it on iTunes or wherever you're hearing it if you're doing it as a podcast. Why do you think I want to have our own platforms? Why do you think we need to do this and find ways even if necessary to have offshore servers? Because of people like this being proposed for the FCC. I'm not going to say who, where, and exactly, but I, I can remember it was about six, seven years ago. There was a golden opportunity to acquire a radio station outside of the United States that really wouldn't reach back to the United States, but it would have a, a good service and a good reason for being in this location. And I had been proposing at that time to invest in a shortwave transmitter and just one antenna system, just one. And from where this particular radio station would be, you could easily cover most of the United States and a good portion of Canada with one transmitter. And it wouldn't have to be a super monstrous size. And that person did not share that vision. Now, I'm working on similar equipment, and I know what kind of coverage it'll have. You know, this equipment that I want to have online. We did test it this past week and had it on overnight. And from from Florida, on a single antenna system, this thing reached all of the western United States, Hawaii, and Australia, and New Zealand, and Indonesia. So I know it can be done, and it was a good signal, I might add, too. If this other radio station had been put out there in the Caribbean, you could have covered the United States, all of it, including Florida. That's one of the problems with shortwave. You you don't cover the town you're in because that signal leaves and goes up to the atmosphere to be bounced back. This other location would have been ideal for reaching the United States. But no, some people just do not have the vision. They just don't. So... There's a lot going on at the FCC that could be a suppression of conservative free speech and by extension would be religious speech, Christian speech. Bible, you know, remember, you got places like Canada. We mentioned that at the beginning of the program. Good old dictator Trudeau. He loves the communist Chinese and their style of government. Of course he would. Gives him all kinds of unfettered power. And you can see how it's played out in Canada. We'll talk more about that probably next week. I hope to have a guest um, from the Ottawa area uh, on the program as well. I'm also trying to reach out. I'm also trying to reach out to somebody that I'm acquainted with who lives up in, I believe, Michigan, who is homeschooling their children. As you remember, I, I shared a story the other day and this particular story uh, yeah out of Alabama a homeschool family 
And it all started, I think, as I remember back in 1997, when the mother, who was a homemaker, um, decided maybe she didn't really need to have a part-time job. Maybe her part-time job should should be educating her children. And so they only had a few kids at that point, and they were like in the third grade, second, something like that. They, they were all young. And so she did her her due diligence and started homeschooling those children starting in 1997. They've had more children along the way. And as I mentioned, if you didn't hear the program earlier this week, by the time these kids reach about age 12, they're finished with high school and they're going on to college. You know, they had they had some of the youngest college graduates from big universities at like age 16, 15. Uh, they have one of their kids was a lawyer, an attorney by the age of 19, another, a medical doctor by age 20. These kids are thoroughly socially adept, and they are very smart. It's not that they were born geniuses. They they learn the way, I'm just going to say it, you may not like it, the way God intended. They're, they, they learn Christian values. They understand the value of learning education and knowledge. Like I say, they got a couple of more kids that are finishing up their high school before the age of 12, and they're going to continue on with college as well. Now, I say this because homeschooling is increasingly under attack from those that want full control of your children. Now, this is worldwide. This is not just the United States. This is not Canada. This is not just Germany. This is not just Australia, Austria, United Kingdom, The idea of the left wanting full control of children is not a new phenomenon. This has been going on with leftist ideology for thousands of years. And and if if the leftists have their way, they want to make it's always systematic. They they want to make it more difficult for you to homeschool your children. They want more intrusion into your into your family, your lives, and your business. And, and they want to find a way. Look, public schools have lowered their academic standards over the past fifty years. They're delving into politics and topics that have no place. When I say politics, I mean single-minded. You believe this because your parents are wrong. Kind of politics. And a lot of values and sexual content that doesn't belong there. There's, there's no need for it in the public schools. It's become, in too many places, public indoctrination centers. It was kind of funny this past week. Even in San Francisco, there was a successful recall effort to get rid of three of the school board. That ought to tell you that even there, they've gone too far. But every left-wing cultural evolutionary in the past years and decades, they'll use terms like diversity. They'll they'll say, all are welcome, of course, except if you disagree. Now, in the state of Maryland, there's a delegate, a Baltimore County Democrat. Her name is Sheila Ruth. And she recently proposed legislation in the Maryland House of Delegates that would create a deeply worrisome what is called advisory council to watch over and gather data on homeschool families. In a nutshell, here's how it works. A 16-seat council 
would be staffed by four political appointees, four government officials. Okay, now we've got the thing 50% weighted. And then eight chosen members of the homeschool community. It would gather information on the needs of homeschool parents and and provide this homeschool umbrella. It would effectively sweep homeschool parents under the wing of a government agency. And, And this is exactly why homeschool parents that I know hey, I I homeschool one of my grandkids, did quite well. This is one of the same things that many homeschool parents wanted to avoid. That's what they wanted to get away from. They wanted to get away from the indoctrination center, the wokeness, the diversity, the gender dysphoria, the stupidity, the lousy education, just terrible. You have kids graduating high school in Baltimore, where this gal's from, that are illiterate. They can't read or write can't do basic math, but they're graduating high school. Bethany Mandel, who's a conservative writer and a homeschool mother, she lives in Maryland, raised the alarm about this legislation and called her out, uh, this Ruth character out on Twitter. This council, whatever its current stated intent, can easily be used to make life miserable for homeschoolers where they just give up. They'll pass all these rules one by one. Remember, it's not going to happen in one day. It's not going to happen in a month or a year. It may take a few years. But as these kind of groups, they're like a cancer. Once you let it in and it's unchecked, it'll kill whatever it gets involved with. Government destroys more things than it it does right. I've been watching that around the world. Government lately destroys more things than it fixes. In the United States, we were energy independent, a net energy exporter. And now we got our hat out, you know, we got got our hand out begging OPEC to to bail us out of our high gas prices because the dementia patient in the White House shut down our ability to have our own energy. Well, there's a thankfully when it comes to this Maryland situation, there is a support group for homeschoolers based in Virginia and it's warning about this potential abuse by any kind of proposed advisory board. Now, see, if it gets its feet in the door in a place like Maryland, it'll get its feet in the door in Delaware and then in New Jersey, New York, California, Michigan, most likely, unless things change at the legislative level, probably in Illinois, where Chicago and a few big cities just tell everybody what they have to do, just like New York. And other states will just fall in line, Oregon, Washington State, where the option to get your children out of failing schools, indoctrination center schools, ungodly schools. I told you that story about the 12-year-old girl that the teachers are saying, you're really a boy. You need to change your name. You need to, you know wear a wrap around your your chest so you don't show, but never tell your mommy or daddy that we want to make you a boy. It all came out during the pandemic when she went back to being a girl on her own because she didn't have all this stupidity and insanity of these teachers and wokeness around her claiming she's a boy. This is why many parents want to get their kids out of the public sewers. I mean, schools. You know, homeschooling, by the way, has done 
marvelously well since like the 1990s, like three, four decades now. And instead of building some new government bureaucracy to gather information and spy on you, try to influence and tell you, no, do it our way. We need to, look, I'm going to tell you, statistically, homeschool students always do better than their public school counterparts, period. That's just a fact. We need, if anything, look, here's what I'm, here's what I believe. And, and if you've listened to this program for any length of time, you should understand this. I believe that Christians and the church in general should take back education. It had it in its hands for a long time. Public education was not something you had in 1776. Communities figured it out for themselves, generally with the help of the church. And kids did better academically than they do today. That's just a fact. And it's time that we recognize that fact. The church, you back in the 1920s, when Dewey came along, you just walked away from your responsibility and handed it over to the state. Not all. A lot of schools remained with with churches, and they, they just moved on in a parallel track. But when I see what's going on in this world today, We've got to take it back. I mean, we, we can't wait four or five years. This pandemic proved that schools have no idea of what they're doing with their stupid mass mandates for kids, vaccine mandates for kids. No, these evil and satanic schools have got to be put behind us if you are a person of faith. And don't worry about it if you don't know how to do this. Right now, too many parents are counting on the federal government to be babysitters. You know, that you got people like you got Joe Biden. He wants to have a pre-K plan where, you know, three and four-year-olds are now in the government's hands. When are you going to see your kids? What what was that stupid line that came out years ago? Quality time. We're going to have a couple of hours of quality time this weekend. You give your child for hours all day to daycares and, and then the public schools. And you try to instill values. Had somebody make a posting on Facebook the other day saying, well, the way we could help all this, you know, with the public schools, maybe the church should have like a one hour program after school each week. And I'm going, so you're going to take one hour and try to undo 30 hours of damage. And you have the TV and the internet to go with, uh, internet to go with it as well. I said, good luck on that plan. It's not going to work. It'll fail. If our government wasn't so expensive, we could take care of our own children without the free federal government daycare system, which, you know, they'll they'll have it down to age two before long. Yeah, have your kid raised by the government for 16 solid years. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be adding some topics on a regular basis. We've talked a lot about the virus and mandates. I mean, I'm even seeing where Austria, which was going down that uh, Germany's 1930 path, is kind of withdrawn back on a lot of their mandates. And I expect other countries, they're seeing the light and they're seeing the light and they're in fear of losing their power because they have pushed too far. Uh, I think that's going to hit in a lot of places, as we told you back in December, The narrative was going to unravel, and it is, quite nicely, I might add, and a lot quicker. If you believe in our ministry, would you consider supporting us? 
Our mailing address is Truth to Ponder. By the way, if you make a check, make it payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. And mail it to 5753 Highway 85 North. 5753 Highway 85 North. Number 3248. That's number 3248. And we are in Crestview. One word, Crestview, Florida. 32536. All this information can be found at our website as well, which is truth, the number two ponder.com. We'll be right back after this break. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. The Ministry of the Prisoner. Coming up. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now there was a believer who was put in prison. He wasn't young. He was undoubtedly tired. His heart was to preach the gospel, go to crowds, go to the marketplace, go to new lands, but now he couldn't. He couldn't go anywhere. He couldn't go to any marketplace, any new land. He was chained. He was bound. He was hindered. What more could he do? But if you could tell that man in the prison that he would reach far more people inside the jail than he ever did outside it, that he would travel to far more lands inside his four walls than he ever did. He would win far more souls to God, chained. If you could tell him that, it'd be hard for him to see it, that his life was actually more used of God inside his jail cell than outside in his ministry. Well, the man was the Apostle Paul, and he was in prison, chained and bound, and so he couldn't reach anybody anymore. But inside his jail cell, he was forced to write. And so he wrote more. And because he wrote, his ministry would reach not thousands, but millions and millions, even billions. By faith, he knew that despite his circumstance, the gospel wasn't chained. The same for you. You might think that your best days in God are over. You can't minister or glorify God as you would want. That things are hindering you, chaining you, your situation. Well, remember the man in jail. There is no chain strong enough to stop the gospel or bound his purposes together. Don't wait for your situation to change to glorify God. Glorify him now in your situation. Praise him, serve him, do his will right where you are. And you'll find, as Paul found, the gospel is not bound, nor is his calling on your life. Who knows, when you look back from heaven, you might find that what you think is a hindrance was actually your greatest ministry that you ever knew. Want more? Ask for the upside down day. Now, what if I offered you a million dollars? Well, something better. Something that'll help you have a strong, victorious life in God. A free subscription to Sapphire's Vitamins for Your Spirit and the mystery of the temple doors all free. You'll love it. How do you get these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. And you'll receive your free gifts. You will be blessed. But call now. It's 1-800-Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Now, the harvest is great. The labors are few. I invite you to join me in the harvest. You don't need a plow. Just an open heart and a pen. And you can reach the unreached people. It's the farthest way you'll ever reach the world. Through shortwave radio, you can blanket the earth. It's amazing. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll have a part. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. And you can write me direct. Here's how. It's right to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi. L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy box, 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Alechem, go for it, my friend. It is not bound in Messiah Ben Elohim, the Son of God. To ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. 
and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Those of you that get a chance to listen to this program Monday through Friday, that's Monday through Friday. By the way, I had a wonderful email the other day from somebody I hadn't talked to in years. He also worked in emergency management. He's now retiring. He worked at both a county level and was in charge of his state. And he and I had a wonderful conversation this past week. What a blessing. Uh, What a dear man. And I'm going to have him on the radio show sometime soon. I'm not going to say any more about it right now. Uh, I'll talk about that one when he's fully retired. There's a lot I'm sure he can share, a lot you'll want to hear as well. In the weeks ahead, we're going to be taking on a lot of different topics. Now, Monday, I'll be back talking about some of the mandate updates, vaccine injuries, all that. But we really need to get drilling into education. We really need to look at the corrupted politics, this, the suppression of speech and freedom on a worldwide basis. Now, I know they're backing off on the mandates in some areas. They have no choice. They've been called out. And the science, as I said back in December, it was all going to collapse and unravel. And it is, quickly. But that doesn't mean we've won. That's just a, we've won a skirmish, not even a battle. And the enemy will come back with a vengeance to really bring us some warfare. So we've really got to get prepared for the next shoe to drop. Now, those that listen on Wednesdays have heard a guy helping me out by the name of Jim Calhoun. And it makes my life easier with all my travel for him to do a bulk of that program. But many are wondering, so so who is this Jim Calhoun? Why is he on, my, uh, on this podcast or radio program? So I asked Jim if he would put together a segment for today's program and this weekend and to give him an opportunity of sharing with you all about him and his wife. Here's Jim. Thanks, Bob. I really do appreciate you asking me to fill in, and I think that's very wonderful that you're allowing me this time to get everybody up to speed in what I've been up to. If you're wondering why I'm doing this segment of Truth to Ponder, because Bob Bierman sent me an email, he asked me to do this segment of the show and explain just what I'm doing with my career. And I really do appreciate all of Bob's help as he tries to launch me with a radio career. So thank you, Bob. Well, I don't want to bore you with lots of details, but I do have an awful lot going on. As most of you know, I have a small ranch in Nebraska where I raise Scottish Highland cows. The main reason that I chose Scottish Highlanders as my breed of choice is because I was in a very bad car wreck and I have very limited mobility, which doesn't bode too well if I have a bunch of wild cows. And Scottish Highland cattle are one of the most gentle, docile breeds you can possibly find. And so I wanted to have something very docile. And they are docile, almost too docile. If you want to move them from one pen to another, you have to coax them with food because you're not going to drive them because they just stand there and look at you. Whereas with an Angus or other breeds, you can get them worked up pretty fast. But it's really hard to get a Scottish Highlander to be on the fight. And so that's why I raise those. Another reason that I raise Scottish Highland cattle is because I be Scottish. Yes, Calhoun was really a Cahoon. 
and when I went to the ancestral homeland in Scotland, on Loch Lomond, I told people my name was Calhoun. And they looked at me and shook their head, and they said, No, not Calhoun, Cahoon. And so that's my Gaelic name is Cahoon. And it's even spelled much different. You don't even want to know the Gaelic spelling. But that's how they pronounced it, was Cahoon. But I digress. Although my heritage is Scottish, my family goes back to pre-Revolutionary War. As a matter of fact, one of my ancestors was captured by the Redcoats, and he was placed with a whole bunch of prisoners on a prisoner ship, and they took that prisoner ship out in Chesapeake Bay, and they just laid anchor, and they brought a bunch of poison meat and fed all those poor patriots poison, and my ancestor died on that ship with all the rest of the prisoners. So the atrocities of war have always been around. And so I'm very proud to say that one of my ancestors gave his life for American independence. So if you wonder why I get on my soapbox and I fight to try to save our republic, because it runs very deep in my blood, because my family sacrificed to help make this country. And many families, and maybe even you yourself, have bled for this country and have sacrificed for this country. And this country is so well worth preserving that we just can't hand it over to the tyrants and that senile fraud that's in the White House and all these minions in Congress, the Republicrats, these people that just want to line their own pockets. Our country has been taken over by thieves and by reprobates. And I will fight these people until my last breath, because I love our republic. The United States, as it stands right now, is more of an oligarchy. And everyone says, we got to save our democracy. The founding fathers never intended this to be a democracy. We're a democratic form of government, but we've never been a democracy. We're a representative republic. And I pledge my allegiance to the republic for which it stands. I don't pledge my allegiance to the oligarchy by which it is, or by the democracy in which the mainstream media says it is. No, even the Pledge of Allegiance says, and to this republic for which it stands. And that's where I place my allegiance as far as on this world. But ultimately, my allegiance is with Almighty God. Well, I also put up hay, and I have all the farming and ranching duties that you have when you're raising cattle, and I have just enough cows to keep me really tied to the ranch. I can't go very many places, but I don't have enough to really make a living. I'm kind of in that in-between ground that I'm trying desperately to grow the herd large enough to where I can earn a decent living with them. And I'm getting there. I just have to have patience. But I have the radio show, the Living Off-Grid Power and Information show, and so I have to do an awful lot of research. And in my research, I'm becoming almost an expert on foraging for plants not only to eat, but also for medicinal purposes. 
So I spend quite a bit of time researching, foraging, tasting, and developing different recipes for some of these native plants. And I've got to tell you, I'm very pleased with my results. I'm also my own mechanic, my own welder, my own carpenter. Whatever needs to be done, I just roll up my sleeves and do it. And all summer long, I harvest hay. This last year, I started hay harvest in May, and it didn't end until the 1st of November. And boy, was I ready for that harvest to end. It was a very long harvest last year. But enough about that. Bob wanted to know what I was doing with my radio career. Well, of course, I guest host for Bob Bierman, our Truth to Ponder, and I really do appreciate that. And I'm very honored to be able to come on this show. And my own show, the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show, is growing thanks to the help of Bob Bierman. He's helping me with websites, and also he's helping me get the show on WRMI, Radio Miami International. And that's going to happen very soon. Now, the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show is a show that I put together to help people become self-sufficient. And the goals of that show is to make my listeners self-sufficient and also to help them build their faith in God. And so the show is very Christian-based, even though the show is mostly about living off-grid, producing your own power, which I do. All the power that I use, I produce myself. And so I'm totally 100% off-grid. And I enjoy it that way. I save lots of money, and I've learned an awful lot. And I take my research and experiences onto the show to try to help others. And my show, The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show, is on PodPoint, PodPage, Spreaker, and Anchor as a podcast, but it's also broadcast on KYAH, 540 AM, Delta, Utah, 89.3 FM, Key Radio, in Osage Beach, Missouri, and soon it's going to be on WRMI, Radio Miami International. And I'm trying to grow the show, so I hope to pick up some more affiliates along the way. I want to give you my URL for my website. It's offgridliving.faith. That's offgridliving.faith. And the site is just getting going. So have patience with me as I get it up and running. And my email address is jim at offgridliving.faith. Jim at offgridliving.faith. And I mentioned that I was on 89.3 FM Key Radio in Osage Beach, Missouri. And recently, they invited me to be a guest on their morning show. And it went really well and had a good time. And the host's name is Kevin Burns, and he had a good time too. So he invited me to become a regular contributor to the morning show on 89.3. And of course, I accepted. And so every once in a while, I'll be doing a segment or two on the morning show on 89.3 FM Key Radio. But that's not all that I'm doing. 
I have more projects in the works. There's a website called globalskywatch.com, and the owner of this site is Russ Tanner. And Russ is probably the world's foremost expert on chemtrails, on what they're spraying and the damage that's doing not only to the environment, but to us and the animals. And he's got lots of radio shows that he recorded several years back. And I'm archiving these shows. And I'm putting together the best of Global Skywatch Radio for Russ Tanner. Now, I'm not going to be on these shows, but I am working on it. So that's another thing that I'm doing in broadcasting. And it seems like I wouldn't add any more tasks for me to perform. But I've started a radio group before I even started the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. But I didn't have a chance to really finish it. And this winter, I've been working on it in my spare time. Because I've got to tell you, I can only research so much of this COVID madness that's going on before it really starts to get to me. So I reverted back to one of my loves, which is music radio. So I'm finishing up on my group of radio stations. That's very good therapy and stress relief. Plus, I'm really happy with the results. Because I don't have any dinosaur media or any cookie-cutter type music stations. My stations are one of a kind. Music you'll never hear anywhere else. Now, is that good or is that bad? Well, if you like to listen to the same old, same old, you probably won't care for my stations. But if you like to hear something that is fresh and new, even though some of the styles are very old, if you want to hear something that's new to you, then I invite you to check out my radio stations. Now I'm going to tell you about my radio stations. All of my radio stations are online radio stations through Zeno, Z-E-N-O. And each station has its own URL and own player. And they're available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And each station is totally different. I'm going to tell you a little bit about each one of them. One of them is called Thunderbolt West Media Radio. And I'm really proud of that one. And Thunderbolt West Media Radio features Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. It also features the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show, which is my show. And we also have Beth Ann from CSC Talk Radio. And she's an awesome patriot. And also from time to time, Mel Thompson has her show, One Woman's Opinion. So there's only four shows that are included in the lineup of Thunderbolt West Media. But when you take those four and combine them, I think that I have one of the strongest lineups of any independent internet radio talk station. And I'm very proud of it. And so I invite everyone to tune in to Thunderbolt West Media Radio. And I'm going to tell you how to do that in just a minute. As most of you know, I was a professional musician for many years. My career goes clear back to 1977. But the year 2020 put me out of business. So I have decades in the music business. And so, of course, my ties run very deep. And I've done lots of recording. 
And so I have one radio station that just features the music that I've recorded, music that I've written, and also some cover tunes. And it's called The Calhoun's Radio, because my band is called The Calhoun's. And I have hundreds of tracks up there, and we play a very wide variety of music. So you're going to hear some old-time type country, you're going to hear some newer type country, you're going to hear some rock and roll and some blues. You'll hear almost every popular style of music on the Calhoun's radio. But it's me performing these songs. And I'm very proud of this station. So if you'd like to hear some of my music, I invite you to tune in to the Calhoun's radio. Also included in the group that I put together is Thunderbolt Christian Radio. And I'm very proud of this station because I feature great gospel and Christian music. There's also some scripture sprinkled in amongst the music. It's very uplifting. And most of the music is old-time gospel. They're either songs you've never heard before or haven't heard in quite a while. I have nothing against the new Christian music, but I wanted to base this station around something that had a little bit more meat and potatoes to it. And I, for one, think some of the older songs have more of a message and they have less of a popular feel to them. And so if you love great Christian programming, check out Thunderbolt Christian Radio. My newest station that I've added is called Thunderbolt Nostalgia Radio. And they feature the very earliest recordings that were ever made. A lot of the songs on this station were first recorded on wax cylinders back in the 1890s. And so the music is very old. But what I've done is restored and enhanced these old, old recordings. I've taken most of the record hiss and scratches out. And yes, I have to spend hours per song to finish this process to make the songs very enjoyable to listen to. And what I have discovered is the music from 100 to 120 years ago was absolutely awesome, and the players were phenomenal. But it's when you listen to the old scratchy versions of these songs, all you can hear is old. You don't hear the talent. And so you're going to hear these songs like you've never heard them before. Now, they're still mono recordings, but they've been enhanced to where some of them almost sound CD quality. I'm very proud of my work here. I love history, and of course, the history of music would be a natural for me. And one thing I love about this station is that I DJ the songs. And to effectively be a DJ, I have to know something about not only the song, but the performer. And what I'm learning about our early performers, these people were absolutely amazing people. And I am so proud that I've added Thunderbolt Nostalgia Radio to my lineup. So if you want to hear some great old tunes from the 1890s to the mid-1940s, this station is for you. Please check it out. It's called Thunderbolt Nostalgia Radio. Years ago, I had a station called Thunderbolt Radio. 
and Thunderbolt Radio was built around independent country music. Now, when I say country music, I'm meaning the more traditional-sounding country music. Not the real old country music, but I would say country music of 20 to 30 years ago. And so, if you want to hear songs you've never heard before by fantastic artists that you probably never heard of, then Thunderbolt Radio is a good choice. Because if you like country music, you're going to like Thunderbolt Radio. And while I was putting Thunderbolt Radio together years ago, I had lots of artists submit material that I really couldn't use because it wasn't country. And the format of that station has always been country music. So I started a station called Thunderbolt Contemporary Radio. So if you like good, independent, contemporary music, and it's the styles from the 1970s, 80s, and 90s type of contemporary music. If you want to hear some new artists and some new songs done in an older style, then I think you're going to like Thunderbolt Contemporary Radio. Almost everyone who listens to that station raves about it. And if you like old-time radio plays like Jack Benny, Fibber McGee, and Molly, all the great oldies from the 1930s, 40s, and early 1950s, you'll find those on Stanwood W. Sparrow Comedy Radio, which is another one of my stations that's in this group. Now, by now, Bob Behrman's probably scratching his head, and he's saying, why did I even ask about all of his activity in the radio business? He probably didn't realize I had this much going on. But that's okay, and I really do appreciate Bob Bierman allowing me this opportunity to tell you folks about some of the things that I'm doing. And if you're sick of hearing all about COVID, and if you're sick of hearing the same old songs over and over, and the world situation just has you down, and you want to try something new, I'm going to ask you to visit my website, and it's called Radio Group 2. And that's the number 2. Just like Truth 2 Ponder, it's Radio Group 2 dot Wix site, W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com forward slash radio. Okay, once again, Radio Group 2, the number 2, dot Wix site, dot com forward slash radio. And once you access this site, you're going to access a whole new world of radio listening. From Thunderbolt West Media Radio with great talk shows and all the way through all the different music and comedy stations, we have something for almost everyone there. And the links are real easy to find. And so visit this website, Radio Group 2, the number 2, dot wixsite.com forward slash radio and follow the links and you just might find your new favorite song. I'd like to thank Bob Beerman for having me fill in for this last part of Truth to Ponder today. And I hope people enjoyed something a little bit different from me than they normally get. 
but I'm very excited about radio. I love radio. And I want to end my portion of this show like this. Although my radio stations are online, I love shortwave. And although my radio stations are online, I can't wait to get my show, The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show, on WRMI and get it on shortwave. And along with the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show going to WRMI, I'm going to be putting on a one-hour weekly show on WRMI, shortwave, called The Harmony Barn Sessions. And my studio is called The Harmony Barn. And I've had many recording sessions in my studio. And so this one-hour music show is going to feature music that I've written and recorded over the years. So make sure to look for the Harmony Barn Sessions when you listen to WRMI. Once again, thanks, Bob. Once again, thank you, Jim. And I hope that a lot of you learned something about the guy that has been such a blessing in helping me out in doing this program during this very busy time. This is a time that I need your prayers more than I've ever needed needed them before. The stress, the strain, uh, it's it. this is not easy to get done, but I know the work must be done. And so pray that I continue to have the strength to keep on keeping on. I'm looking forward to the day that the technical project is done. I can turn my attention back to creating some of these platforms to have all these resources for you. Then I can spend even more time with the radio program and in lining up guests and information. I really need to bring this program to a level that is covering the topics that all of us need to be spending our time with. It's easy to fall in to, you know, talking about one thing, but there are so many things we need to be talking about each week. All of it matters. And the more informed you are, the better off you are going to be. From education to vaccine mandates and passports and all the stuff that goes with it. The disinformation, the tech tyrants, the loss of freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of our faith. All of this needs to be addressed and we're going to really get deep into it next week. If you believe in the mission and ministry of this program, would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio to help support for the airtime? And mail it to 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248. Once again, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248 in Crestview. Crestview, Florida. The zip code there is 32536. That is 325. Three six. We'll see you next week. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.